0: Everybody, to episode one of the Doams cast. I'm here with Greg Tisdall. Hi, Greg. How are What's you? What's up? How are you? Um, Doams cast. Doams cast. Yeah, it's I a like new it. thing. It's a new era of Doams.
1: Who else are you going to interview?
0: I I don't know yet. I think um, we're going to try and get as many people from Trinity, like Trinity's music scene, involved. So I have my eye on uh, Banrion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Rona Connolly, perhaps. All the all my buddies. Yeah. yeah. But uh, thank you so much for, for uh, coming out. Well, I guess I came out to you, didn't <laughs> I? Um, yeah, no no problem. I'm really
1: good idea. It's so shit that obviously everything's just going to have to be online and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. it's good. It's very, like, pragmatic of you to kind of do something like this. It's kind of like, it's almost weird that we're kind of, well, you're in fourth year. I, I should have been in fourth year, but I'm in third. And that it's only now a thing, if you get it, me. I don't know. Mm. There should just be more stuff like this. It's kind of good. Yeah.
0: And in that way, I do agree, like. I think it's kind of forcing our hand to get more creative with our events. Yeah, like, no, for sure. Because we have had the sort of sort of the same events for the past few years, which isn't bad necessarily, but it's exciting to do something new. Yeah. Anyway, so um, for those people who don't know, who are you, Greg?
1: My name is Greg Tistle That's my actual name, not not a stage name. <laughs> you name I think That's such a cool name. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm a solo artist, musician. Uh, I like to make videos. I like to perform. Performing is kind of my main buzz, really. But its I suppose I primarily make pop music. Mm -hmm. I'm primarily a singer. I play a bit of guitar, a bit of bass guitar, a bit of keyboard, a bit of everything. I kind of produce myself. But my main stick is singing pop
0: songs. Self-made man, then. (sighs) I try
1: my best. I have have great help all the same. I'm kind of, yeah, jack of all trades, master of none. Kind of buzz where like... A lot of the production especially on the more recent stuff i've got of got into a great um scenario where i have like a really good kind of team or like yeah, yeah just kind yeah. of group of friends supporting me and helping me along the way like i'd say that's very important yeah like yeah. shout out to josh rosney otherwise known as groby oh, and then yeah. sam yeah. cheese they're kind of production whizzes so where a lot of the time i might just have general ideas they're all to like make something coherent of my kind of brainstormings and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: Um, What, you you said you make pop music, but if you had like a few more words to describe (sighs) the kind of music that you make, how would you describe it?
1: I honestly like, because obviously like there's such a normal question. And like anyone who like found out, oh, you do music, they'd immediately ask that. But it's one I always kind of struggled to answer. And that sounds almost pretentious because... After this They're gonna go listen to the shit And it's not like weird Abstract Either But I think The most honest answer Is that I'm I really don't think I've found My sound yet At all Mm -hmm. And I'm not Kind of beating myself up Over that I definitely think I'm getting closer Mm -hmm. But I still think I'm very much at a stage Where Each kind of release Is almost very different From each other And I'm still just Throwing shit at the wall And seeing what works So it's like A lot of hip hop influences A lot of R&B influences Mm -hmm a lot of indie rock influences. I think one kind of good way to sum it up is like growing up, I was probably your typical duams kid almost. I was big Strokes head, yeah. big Libertine's head, loved like The Clash and like Velvet Underground, like, and all that. But I think, I don't know, after I got through like my normal enough teenage angsty phases of, Listening to all of that, and I started to kind of read like I, I probably spent all of my like 16, like the age of 16, just listening to literally just literally just the Beatles for mm-hmm. at least like six months. Nice, so I don't know, it was kind of like catching up, being like, Right, I want to make music, but I want to make something that sounds modern and fresh. So yeah. obviously, I'm not going to just do yeah. garage rock or something like that. But in a way, that was all I knew. Well, like, no, that's not true either, because like. From a young age, I was, like, very much into hip-hop, like, just yeah. very, like, mainstream hip-hop acts. Like, I saw Kanye West and Jay-Z when oh. I was, like, 13. Oh, I'm so Watched the throne. Oh, oh no, I'm it was so it was amazing, but it was also just, like, so unsafe. Like, I, I went with, like, my sister and her mates who were, like, 15, and then one other friend of mine, Sean. But we were 13 in, like, the mosh pit. Getting absolutely, I think they came out, started with Otis. Second song, we all lost each other. We were yeah. all on our own,
0: getting absolutely thrown around the place. Ah, but that's like a formative experience. Oh, yeah, you know? that that'll, legendary. That'll mold you into the person oh, that you did. are later it on. Oh, it did, it yeah. did. Like,
1: I still remember there was a bit... Like, the set was insane. Like, they had these two huge cubes that came mm-hmm. up out of the ground. But one of them was in the middle of the crowd. I still don't get, like, how they set it up. But it emerged out of the ground. And during Runaway, Kanye did, like, whatever, just... Five minute kind of improv auto tune solo of just like, if you love somebody tonight, say hell yeah, <laughs> and all this. And like that, obviously, later on became part of my own shows, yeah, stuff
0: like that. So, yeah, oh, it definitely yeah, stuck yeah. with me. So, um, this is jumping ahead a bit, but I, I'd love to stay with it. Um, would you say that sort of seeing other people perform has influenced your style of performing? Yeah, uh,
1: oh, oh, yeah, 100%. Like, um, getting into music was a way to just be able to sing live. Cause I think when I was like a kid, I used to just love doing musicals and stuff, just like whatever mm-hmm. Oklahoma lame is. It's all like the normal musicals, it's school school musical shit, like nothing like yeah. too fancy, but I just love that. And I think doing music was like, you don't have to worry about not getting cast. Cause it's like you create it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I get to write the script yeah. then I get to make the character, but it's just me. So I just was really drawn to that. So yeah, seeing like, um, Kanye performance and I know like a lot of them that should be hip-hop instrumentals rather than a backing band but I still found there was such so many takeaways from that mm-hmm. or like Kendrick Lamar is another like amazing kind yeah. of hip-hop live performer yeah. that I would have seen Absolutely. growing up.
0: You were, We already talked a bit about your inspirations. You said you were very inspired by hip-hop uh, mm. and the old sort of alternative yeah. rock scene of, so I, I guess, guess like the 90s-ish. Yeah. Is there anything that you find yourself being inspired by uh, recently? Sort yeah. of a new direction that's come in? Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, in the last year, I've made like a very concerted effort to just be paying attention to ho- what's happening right now rather than older influences. Because like, the greats are the greats, but it's like how am I going to create something unique that's going to stand out if I'm drawing from the same pool that everyone else mm-hmm. has had an opportunity to draw from? So yeah. I think it's so important to kind of be on the pulse of what's happening now. So like everything kind of more like PC music, hyper-pop stuff like um, Charlie X's new albums, is like insanely good and stuff like that. And you know, I am just such a sucker for like trap music and just like rap and just like ignorant stuff. Anything, because you, you can just find the melody in any mm-hmm. of these genres or anything it's not it doesn't matter if it's like trap hi-hats behind it or a live rock kit or something it's like anywhere I can kind of find a melody so obviously like I'm, I love um, Ariana Grande like Troy Sivan and stuff like that mm-hmm. so anything where I can find an amazing melody even if like the actual production might not be the way I'd go with it like I think it's too sugary or I think it's just doing something I don't like. If I can just find a good vocal hook anywhere, I'm just like, wow, that's catchy. That's what yeah. people are going to remember yeah. immediately. And that's, that's what I'm always kind of looking for. So you can yeah. find that like in nearly any genre.
0: Yeah, there's there's gems everywhere to be found, really. Mm. Um, that's how I'd like to see it as well. Um, moving on slightly. Uh, obviously, COVID has been the one big thing that's been happening this year. Um, and it's had such a huge impact on all of our lives. And... Some of the people where it's impacted the most, especially in terms of livelihood, is musicians. Mm. Now, um, as far as I know, you're not fully professionally full-time no, gigging. No, unfortunately are you?
1: not. The Spotify money isn't that good, yeah. I'm afraid.
0: Um, yeah.
1: So yeah, I don't know. It's um, if I was not in college anymore and a bit older, maybe I'd be in a different situation. Yeah, but it, yeah. it's
0: very dire. And yeah, musicians have it have it really hard right now. I think. Yeah, like sure. are um, I had a gig booked
1: for. Booked an announced and sold out for Workman's in mm-hmm. October. It would have been... What did it It would have been... Today, it's today the 24th? Yes. It would have been tonight, actually. Oh, that's... That's real sad, that's actually. Rough, yeah. Yeah, but it sold out. And then we announced another one. Well, we... Sorry, we didn't announce. I'd agreed another one with Workman's. But we were just waiting to see what happened. And then... Yeah. Yeah, we had to postpone it because of level three. So it is just... Um, I'm obviously lucky that I'm... I do live at home. I'm dependent on my parents still. Yeah. And so, like, it wasn't, you know it's not my livelihood like yet and the money just wasn't that great but it's like it's very dire not just for musicians for like yeah for tech engineers sound engineers venues and stuff like that so it's just yeah it's just but it's it's part of a kind of bigger problem where arts in general is always kind of overlooked in Ireland as something that should be supported and funded like people would never question oh yeah more supplements for the farmers or like Let's make sure they're getting good prices for this stuff. Art is seen as this, like, fun thing. Like, what? And you want us to, like, pay for you? Are you crazy? Like, yeah. like there's always that argument that can be made of, like, oh, um, oh, what, why would we give another 10 million to that if we could spend it on hospitals? Where, like, art is every kind of part of culture. And, like, I think mm-hmm. a moment that really summed it up was Leo Vradker would be giving these speeches um, when he's still shock to do with COVID and he'd sum everyone up with like a quote from a movie or a poem or something. And it's like, Oh yeah, you'll use like the most infamous art, like Lord of the Rings or the yeah. famous movies. You'll use them for your political gain. Cause you know, everyone's going to go, Oh, he's so cool that he quoted mean girls and all this. Yeah. But you'll make no concerted effort. Like you'll use it for political gain when it suits you and you're showing how art can in a way inspire. I know it's like bullshit, but like it can inspire people and like really help motivate them and shit mm-hmm. but at the same time w- when it's not like being used as a political weapon by you you've no interest funding it i think i don't have. The, i was actually looking for statistics because i knew this would come <laughs> up but i got a bit like lost in it but i think the average g like in the eu it's like most countries like the average might be like of gdp spend on arts might be like 0.8 of one percent mm-hmm. or in ireland it's, it's more down at like 0.1 I should definitely have fact-checked that before, but you guys can look it up. But yeah, there's just no... It's part of a bigger problem where art is just not funded at all. And that's why, like, so many hot musicians in Dublin, it's like... It's almost like a sign of how well you're doing if you move to London. Because, Mm -hmm. like, there's probably only about, like... Everything just closes. Like, there's only about, like, six venues. Yeah. Like, that... Obviously, there's like the three arena and like the academy and the Olympia. But that's not available. But like to DIY, up. independent, yeah. workman's level, 300 seater, 200 seater, there's only like a handful of them. Like, it's just, yeah. there's, there's fuck all left. And it's like even worse. A lot of my friends are DJs and like make a lot of house music and stuff. And they run like really successful student nights, like Notions and Thrust and stuff. But it's just like they only ever have a, a hangar, went and um, the globe's yeah. going now. And stuff. the globe's going. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, it's still over right. at the moment. But I remember like, Seeing, yeah, I think that's getting knocked down and turned into a hotel. But it's just... Um, mm. These venues don't get any support. So even yeah. even venues that are popular... They don't. Some they hotel can't. developer will come in and be like, I know you're making this much. It's busy every night. But you'll still get more out of it being it's a hotel. So yeah. it's like a city... The city is it's not being prioritised for use by people. It's just being prioritised for profit. And it's yeah. just... It's definitely. Sorry, I'm rambling here. No, but yeah. it's
0: it's good. It's you're taking it into a a very interesting direction. It's, uh, yeah. I would definitely agree. Like the the short term economic development is definitely um, being promoted mm. way over the sort of cultural development. Yeah. Which is the the cultural development to me is what makes a city livable and what yeah, makes a city special. Point? It's like, and I think it, this has been seen further by.
1: How much of didn't. Are you only just back in Dublin? Were you here in the summer? Yeah. no, I wasn't here. So over the summer. summer, like, as stuff started to open back up, it was still just so shit in town because everything... Half the pubs are only tourist pubs and half, like, the restaurants are just, like, gimmicky mm. tourist spots. So without the tourists and without, like, rich people coming in, it was just, like, a ghost town. Like, oh. any... Like, 10 p.m. felt like 4 a.m. because there was just nobody around in the middle of the city. Yeah. Because half the stuff it just isn't built its citizens it's just built for rich people in Torres. Yeah. even like beside trinity beside college like lemon can be like the busiest place ever and still go and like it's just i don't know it just doesn't feel like the place is for us at yeah. all it just I, doesn't uh, feel like it's for the people
0: i definitely share that sentiment yeah I it's really very
1: good. grump sorry what were we talking about i um because i think sorry in more specific i do think like Probably fair enough. Gigs aren't happening. Like it, it would be unsafe to have yeah a load of sweaty I mean, people. But it's, it's part of. The, I'm just saying it's part of a bigger issue. Yeah, where this kind of industry is never, it's always
0: overlooked exactly. despite yeah, how the, important it is to the culture of its city. Yeah, this transcends the COVID mm. thing that's going yeah. on now. It, it's gonna yeah. remain. it's so just so been shown. It's just been yeah, shown exactly. up for how stupid it is now. Yeah, because I
1: think one of the announcements, I think it could be one of the first Mihal Martin ones. They they brought in a load of new shipping, like, oh, this can't open, this can't open. And they completely forgot to touch on theaters and cinemas and uh, venues or anything. So I think the next day, they quickly, like, tacked on an added statement with new rules. But it was so obvious they'd just forgotten yeah, to even yeah. <laughs> mention these things. Yeah, if it doesn't yeah.
0: bring in a load of cash, like, they don't really yeah. think about it. This is a bummer. Um... Yeah, getting back to um, the socially distanced gigs. Obviously, yours was cancelled very yeah. unfortunately. Um,
1: it's uh, pos- postponed. So postponed. I think postponed. it's uh, November twelfth is the new day. Okay. Day after we'll be, my. We'll birthday. be looking forward to it. Yeah, I and hope, there should be I another. There should happen. be another date on sale soon. Yeah. How um, do you think this is gonna go up like Monday,
0: Tuesday? Uh, during Freshers' Week at some well, point. Hopefully by time. then
1: the next date's on
0: sale. Yeah. And you can Get yeah. them tickets if they haven't gone. Yeah, uh, if you ever see uh, Greg Tizzel advertising a gig, make sure to click that buy button. <laughs> Thank you very <laughs> much. Use get your the, code. Get the do ti- ams, yes. Use code Doams for, for twenty percent b- off. <laughs> Disclaimer: This is not an actual code. Please do not try this on, at checkout. I'll add a fiber. Yeah. <laughs> um, getting back to the social distance gigs, what were your sort of expectations mm. going into this? Have you done a social distance gig no, before? No, no, not at all. And.
1: I don't know if you've been to any of my shows before. I have not, no. They're very kind of frantic. A lot of jumping around and stuff like that. Wait, your gigs? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes, I've been to your gigs. Just not a socially distance one. So it's just, it was going to be a challenge. Like some of the people in the band were a bit like, why are you bothering? It's going to be crap. But I was kind of excited. It was more of a, it was a challenge in a way. Like, so basically that room in Workman's usually fits 300 standing. Yeah, it's downstairs, right? Yeah. yeah. But um, the w- it was going to be all seated, all little tables. The capacity was 50. And it was just like, you could buy t- two, three or four tickets and you just have your table with your mates. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I was kind of rethinking all the music because if I'm jumping around, like, get on your fucking feet, hell yeah, it just isn't going to work because no one's going to be feeding off that energy because if they try to stand up, they'll get kicked out. So we were kind of doing more acoustic songs.
0: Okay, so you you actually did like sort of adjust the set. Yeah, yeah, I was really excited and it was like a good
1: challenge for me because I don't know, the kind of just hype, giddy, running around thing is always what I did, but it was like, right, now I need to actually focus on singing because people are going to actually be sitting down, paying more attention to stuff like that. So I was kind of, we were working on more laid back numbers. We made some of the Mm -hmm. songs acoustic. We got in um, backing singers, like two female backing singers. Oh, wow. Kind of give it more of a a tiny desk energy Mm -hmm. rather than just like shouty kind of buzz. So yeah, no, we're kind of rethinking the whole thing. And even like we were going to make it, well, I I suppose I wouldn't be running around as much, but we are still trying to make it theatrical. Like we were thinking of bringing a set in. Yeah. So if everyone else is going to be sat down, we were like, let's make the stage look like a living room. Okay, yeah, so we yeah were like, like
0: armchairs we and that.
1: Yeah, thing. we were thinking of bringing this, probably we we're thinking of bringing a couch for the musicians to kind of sit yeah, on, play yeah. more laid back and then a few lamps and just decorate the stage. Mm-hmm. Just kind of be a bit more inventive with it. That's really
0: exciting. Mm. Um, I
1: think that's a good example of what you were touching on earlier, where it's like COVID's kind of making you explore new avenues yeah, yeah. where like, rather than just see it as oh fuck this is shit and it kind of is shit i'd still rather a proper gig but yeah. still kind of exploring new avenues seeing what it could make us think of mm-hmm. and i was like seeing as it's more acoustic we didn't really have to rehearse as much and i was like well how about i use that time to maybe get um, some av some like audio visuals for the backdrop and stuff like that as yeah. well i don't know so it's like like i That's still think there's definitely potential to like just look at it in a different way
0: and it's yeah. like if it has
1: to be laid back then, Le- lean into the laid backness of it rather yeah. than just be like, oh, okay, this will have to do. Yeah.
0: No, that's really interesting. And it mm. really resonates with something Jack White has always said. Um, like his method of making music is using stuff that constricts him at, yeah, for, as creative yeah, yeah, outlets. Yeah. like he has this guitar that's like a trap a piece, piece of trash of he probably had it yeah his yeah, life. And, yeah um, true. because it's some like department store guitar from the 50s and he uses like old gear that breaks down half the time but it makes him play in a certain way and like forces his hand to be creative and so i think it's really cool that you're um exploring those options in a sort of grander scale mm, with how thanks. to deliver a show yeah. in such a constricted environment yeah, thanks. So thanks I, yeah,
1: good. I think that is... Yeah, you're, that's such a good point. I think, like, if you have everything at your fingertips, it's almost overwhelming. And then yeah. it's, like, you don't yeah. know what to do. So, yeah, just being limited. Yeah, you just kind of have to think outside the box. Yeah. Like, one really cool thing. Um, My, my friends who run this uh, club night called Thrust back in, like, April, like, peak lockdown when there was, like, nothing happening. They did, like, a virtual live stream event. But, like, it's DJing. So there's no visual element to it so it wasn't just like if i thought it was just going to be a camera on someone on the decks and i was like that's crap no one's gonna watch that but they just were so inventive with it like they got like green screens they like green screened them into like doja cat videos (laughs) while they're like while the music's playing or like they got a load of like footage from like sims 3 and they just made it this weird like cyberpunk virtual experience with all these weird visuals and stuff so yeah it's just it's it's crap but it's like there's definitely avenues to explore to yeah. make it. It's yeah forcing people's hands to do more yeah. interesting shit. Basically,
0: um, that makes me really excited for your uh, postponed gig, your rescheduled well, thank gig. Thank you so much. And it makes me excited in general to see that um, you know people in in the relatively small independent music scene in Dublin that there is um, are still are not giving up. You know, yeah, we're still that's finding for sure. a way to to push our message through, push the stuff through. Yeah. I say our, your <laughs> way more in this than I am. <laughs> um but it's 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 good to hear that people are actually trying to make a make a difference and you know continue uh, putting their craft out that's fun um just to touch back on on the the gig for just a second what do you think it would be like for um the musicians the people actually playing the music to play in front of such a such a you know dispersed crowd and Mm. also was there anything that you had to keep in mind with regards to being like socially distanced on stage or was there any Um, sort of that stuff
1: yeah we were going for my band is kind of broken up because the one of the main guys on keys he's studying in in Nijmegen now in the Netherlands Mm. the drummer's moving to London so Mm. it was already going to be stripped back whereas we just had someone on guitar who also had a sampler with a load of the backing track elements. So he'd be like sequencing drums and stuff while he, and and guitar with someone on piano. And then we had the two backing singers. So it's a big enough stage. So yeah. I don't know. I think like, it's kind of, I don't know, maybe it was kind of fall under that thing of like, you know, like people who play football or whatever, like they kind of, it's inevitable that they're just going to get close, Mm -hmm. but I suppose there was probably going to be enough room on stage. I think another thing that they were probably thinking of, is it's almost it's almost like more nerve-wracking. Like, without everyone just shouting and dancing, there's more of an eye just on your actual p- yeah. playing and performing. Yeah. So I think it's probably just more nerve-wracking for, say, the guy, for Josh playing guitar or whatever, mm. for everyone to be sitting down and, like, um, staring at him, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, it is just um, about how... I, d- I just think of it like a play or, like, theatre, where it's mm-hmm. like, how am I going to try control or feed off that energy and the energy was going to be so different to a proper show. So it's like, it's not just about coming out all guns blazing. It's like, can I keep it low, but enjoyable? Yeah. Which was going to be the big challenge, but I was kind of looking forward to it just because I don't know going forward, I'd like to do more kind of acoustic sets and stuff like that. Yeah, well,
0: I I think it's really um, interesting the way that you're applying your sort of theater backgrounds in a pragmatic sense, like how can I actually, you know, mold this experience in in like a, you know, a grander way than just the music. Yeah, because
1: I think it, it almost shows that in the past, I've probably, I think, maybe one of the weaknesses of my performances before was I was almost just too reliant on, oh, if everyone's jumping, that means it's going well and I might not have oh, he's been singing on key very well or playing enough guitar or, like, making sure
0: everything was tight. Mm -hmm. So,
1: yeah, I don't know. It it was just, like, I'm kind of looking to improve, I guess, and this is a good opportunity.
0: Um, Jumping on from that, wanting to improve, um, obviously, I imagine you've spent a lot of lockdown at home in your room. Mm. Uh, I imagine you have instruments in your room that you can play um, or somewhere in your house. Would you say that... um, covid and and just being sort of isolated from the outside world would you say that it has sort of um, influenced your your songwriting or your production i probably went the the
1: other way if anything it's like i probably would have just upset myself if i honed in on that loneliness so Mm -hmm. i think the kind of music i was writing and like the songs i released over the kind of few months was like This song, Tell Me What You Think About Me, Mm Cell Phone, and Am I Still On Your Mind? And the first two anyway are just really kind of poppy, sugary songs, like One More Trap and One More Bedroom Pop. But yeah, no, it's almost like I focused, especially that first one, it's like, yeah, I don't know. There was not much deepness, I suppose, to the lyricism. It was more about having fun Mm -hmm. and just kind of lighthearted so, yeah, it's kind of like an escapism in a way.
0: So, so you wanted to sort of rebel against the imposed yeah, or it's isolation. Like
1: just Yeah, it's just escapism to think yeah. about these kind of more sugary, simplistic affairs of like f- fancying someone or flirting with someone rather than actually address the fact that I'm just there in my room for days on end. I think I wanted to avoid thinking about that at all. So mm-hmm. I I it probably made my songwriting more shallow but more fun i okay. guess and like i do yeah so like most of the stuff i released was more of a pop kind of way with like a lot of heavy in your face production but maybe the lyrics weren't always that significant so that's something i'm trying to kind of get back to now okay but i think it actually made me go the other way i instead of the stuff getting more depressing i got more happy with it almost okay. just as a way of escaping yeah. it
0: do you think that you're um not not necessarily the, the product at the end of it, but your process was changed at all by, by lockdown? Yeah, um, I suppose, like, I, I love, like,
1: being with a band, like, being with a live drummer in the room, mm-hmm. having people around me. But, yeah, just kind of, I got way better at producing myself, like, on Ableton, on my laptop in my room. So, like, yeah, I really just got perfected, almost like a system with my friends where, I might have one melody bit bit so it might be like a guitar loop or might be something on the piano or something and I might have like a few bass ideas or very rudiment drums so maybe like the kick and I know where the snare is going to hit and I roughly know what I want the hi-hats to go like but then at that stage I'll send it into this group chat with my friends Sam and Josh and then to other people like this guy Daniel Farrell who's in this band Sarah are really good he plays bass So i'll be like hey this is what i did you could definitely do better what would you you give it a go so i'll email it to him he'll send me back a baseline i'll get extra percussion off josh extra instrumental bits off sam and then it's just like putting it all together so i think it's like i didn't beat myself up over what i'm not good at it was just like know when to delegate and when to kind of hand it on to people who i can trust so it really built my trust with all my friends where i think i'm very like i'm a solo act And, like, I never had a band, like, I don't have a band name or anything because, in a way, I am a bit controlling or, like, Mm -hmm. a bit maybe narcissistic or just, like, it's about me. But it's, like, so I struggled to kind of collaborate a lot before, but I kind of learned to trust people a bit more with collaborating, I think, over the last few months.
0: Well, that's a very positive development. Yeah, no, absolutely. That that you could get that out of that. Mm -hmm. And the music sounding better as a result of that, like. um Yeah. So you you think your music sounding better after, after COVID, like you think you've developed it? Because I think one
1: thing that probably slowed me down was I was focusing too much on gigs Mm -hmm. because that's what I love the most. But it's like, if you want to grow and develop and like, I don't know, get more fans so you can have more opportunities. Like you obviously just need good content, like in quotations content, you know? So you need to have, Great music on Spotify. You need to have cool videos and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I read uh, in the RTE interview, mm. I think, that you did, um, that you were saying it forced you to sort of just get the songs done and yeah, get them Yeah, just really produced. just be like, yeah. well, I
1: can't do the bit I really want, so I yeah. have
0: to focus on everything else. Like, no more
1: excuses. Yeah. Where before, where I might be like, oh, yeah, I'd love to get this out, but I need to focus on this gig. It was literally just like, what am I doing? I have a few yeah. online exams that are, like, absolute piss. So yeah. I was only in second year as well. So... Um, yeah, I don't know. It just forced my hand to be like, right, just get these yeah. songs done. Like.
0: Um, all right. Then just to um, close out, uh, we just talked about your musical development over quarantine. Would mm. you say that um, coming to college in general, um, would you say that there's been sort of a musical development uh, over the period that you've been in college? And how would you say that college has influenced your musical, your musical development?
1: I don't know. Um, it's obviously developed since I've come to college, because I don't know, I was just young and I didn't really know Mm -hmm. anything. I'm only really like getting to grips with producing or like just being good at understanding production and even understanding production and other people's music Mm -hmm. so I can then use that as a reference. I'm only really getting there now. Yeah. So I do kind of look back at my earlier stuff and be like, fuck, like some of the songs are okay but I just didn't know anything about recording them. So um, I don't know if college has influenced because I don't know, with the exception of maybe like last like year i i didn't think the scene was particularly good for music in trinity i think part of that might have been my own anti like just not going out to enough gigs and meeting enough people at times mm-hmm. but i i have feel it's really picked up in the last year where suddenly like ronan and um Roisin, Banrian, like, and like even the Sarah Fruit guys. And there's just some really cool people that yeah. like I, I'm collaborating with at the moment that I'm kind of working on songs with that. um, I don't know. It's starting to get better, but I think another part of it is, um, I don't think there was like, it's like the resources to put these gigs on, like do I did some cool gigs. Like I played at one maybe like two years ago, yeah. but there just wasn't enough of them. I'd love to just see, um, obviously it's not going to happen because yeah. of COVID, but like monthly kind of, trinity shows and stuff because there's definitely an appetite for it i think it's just logistically they're a bit harder to put on than say the dj nights and stuff because they might need to only bring a mixer and decks and then the venue has a sound system where like i'm sure you've had those nightmare scenarios where you're looking for bits of a drum kit an hour before a show and stuff because it's like that's probably a big thing too where it's like if you're playing for free at a student night or something or you're not getting paid that much you're not really arsed to haul all your amps and equipment across the city compared to like how simplistic some of these like DJ things set up. So I don't know. I just feel it's definitely getting better, but I just don't think there was enough opportunities or like gigs and stuff when I was younger in Trinity and stuff. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, um, yeah, over the time that I've been in Trinity so far, this is now my fourth year. So um, the past three years I think really have been sort of – Maybe not a development, maybe that's sort of my skewed view of it. But I have felt like a development of like music, the scene, you know, rising a bit, um, you know, Battle of the Bands being on every year hmm. and then uh, Duham's organizing gigs, DU Music organizing gigs. Like it's been a, it's been very good, very fun, very engaging to uh, see all these bands play and see the enthusiasm um, both on the side of the bands that want to play and the audience that want to see yeah, sure. the bands play. Um, then just to close out, is there anything uh, that you have in the pipeline that you want to get uh, people excited for or um, anything that you're planning on releasing soon?
1: Yeah, well, I suppose there'll be that gig on November 12th in Workman's and then one other that'll be announced soon for a later date. Haven't We haven't fully decided to take it yet. But um, yeah, I'm just basically in singles mode right now, just mm-hmm. song after song. So I have a song coming out on... The 9th of October, called in June. It's I'm I'm more so the featuring artist. It's this amazing a woman called Sarah. She just goes by Sarah. She's only released one track to date. That was someone I just kind of became friends with over the internet during a lockdown. And she's just the most amazing voice. It's more of a ballad, bit more like cinematic, less poppy. But I'm re- I'll play it for you after this. Yeah. But um, yeah, that'll be out October 9th and okay. I'm really excited. So just I don't know, follow me on Instagram. Greg underscore Tissel, and you'll see what I'm up to, because I don't know, I'm, I'm planning on just dropping a new song every month or so for the next one. Okay lovely thanks well, so much man
0: thank you for uh coming in or letting me come into <laughs> your you studio and in. recording this podcast <laughs> No, thanks for having me um yeah this has been greg tisdall follow him on spotify thank on you. facebook Hope i didn't ramble too much no poor, no poor Evans and have a horrible time editing it this was, together it was now. fantastic i just had too much coffee today <laughs> yeah no it was fantastic um anyway i've been yasha and That's this great. has been the duams cast episode one thank you very much